Many of you, of course, he's come through the years uh, several times to preach and has been a blessing to us on so many occasions. And we love Brother McKellar. He is my uncle. He uh, married my father's uh, sister. And, uh, and so it's a delight to have him. We always love when he can come and be with us. And, and it's a joy to be around him, both in fellowship and, of course, in the ministry of the word. And I believe God has something special for somebody that has come here tonight. Would you open your heart for the word of the Lord? Could you open your heart for the word of the Lord and let God minister to you? Put your hands together, if you will, and receive Brother McKellar as he comes. God bless you, Brother McKellar. That was quick. Praise the Lord, everybody. I tell you, I am having a good time in Cincinnati. And uh, our prayers will be with Brother and Sister Dixon. Is that right? We love our missionaries and appreciate so very much their sacrificial work. And uh, when you folks are... Uh, when you folks are comfortable and everything going good, they're working very hard to get accustomed to so many things. Amen. So our prayers are with them. We love our missionaries and we love the work they are doing. Amen. And I feel good about this service tonight. Amen. You folks are great. You may be seated. The Lord bless you good tonight. And uh, I uh, feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like the lights are on me tonight. And uh, we're just so glad to be with Brother and Sister Urshan, uh, my favorite nephew. And uh, he has... Just won our hearts so many times. He is a great host and she a hostess. And uh, we thank the Lord for brother and sister uh, Ennis that uh, works so faithfully with them. We love Arlie and Becky. Would you let me say it that way? Amen. We love them so very much. I found out today, brother Arlie was at my bachelor's party when I married uh, Brother Urshan's aunt. I mean, that... Now, folks, I married, I married his aunt a long time before he was even thought of, okay? And uh, his, his uh, father was still in school. In uh, the ninth grade or eighth, did he ever get out? <laughs> but we are so glad to have associated ourselves with the urchins through the years. And, of course, they are some of our very favorite people. Uh, I know, I know, I know exactly how they think. And they thought that when... Uh, Sister Sharon was, you know, exalted or graduated into her new body that they would not have to worry about this Louisiana guy anymore, you know. I know that's when uh, that was in their mind. But, you know, I'm never 
never, 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 never going to turn back from being a part of the Urshan family. That's the truth. Amen. I tell his dad that every once in a while. He just kind of looks at me, you know. But we love every one of them. They mean special uh, memories and a wonderful time. We're still making memories. We were just with his father last Tuesday night. Uh, I don't think he will ever have me on a Sunday, but uh, we get in there on Tuesday night, and uh, we had a great time with, with him, and it's always a joy to be with friends, isn't it? How many love to be with friends? Or, or do you, would you rather be with enemies? I don't know. I love being with friends. Y'all are great. We love you very much. And thank you, Brother Urshan, again, for letting us come. Brother and Sister Buller, uh, they are inspirations to us. And I told Brother Buller this morning that he was one of the reasons I went to ABI. I think he went about, you know, 20 years before I did. <laughs> Not really. You just graduated, matter of fact, when we got up there. 53, see, and I went in 57. So if he would have just hung around, failed a few courses, I could have caught him. Amen. Brother Buller, we love you very much. Amen. And we thank the Lord for this good singing group. Brother John, I'm telling you, you're something. I wonder tonight if I'd put that guitar on, if it'd play for me. But uh, he does a great job. All of these folks we enjoyed this morning so very, very much. And uh, we appreciate uh, the opportunity to be in this great church. Amen. And I know what I'm going to do. I'm going home and buying me a trumpet. Because it looks like that he is ageless. Amen. We love you. We love you. Amen. It's so good. I want to tell you, a lot of people retire. And uh, I don't blame them for retiring from Chrysler and, and uh, GM and Ford and all of those things and get those big perks at the end. I don't, I don't mind them doing that. But I tell you, when you are called into the service of the Lord, there is no retirement. I can't find a couch comfortable enough for me. And uh, un unless there's sickness or something that would cause me not to be able to, to do what I'm doing, I'm going to just keep on going for the Lord. Amen. I love you young men, you young men down here. I, lo I love these young ladies that dedicate themselves to working for God. You have a life ahead of you of Great things in God. Great things in God. I got a picture today. I'm over here with the young people because they make me look good. I got a picture today from my son that was taking his son to college. And... I text all my children today and told them where I was and what I was up to. And uh, they began to send me texts and texts and texts. And I just left them out there until church was over. But 
I got that picture, and I'm telling you, it amazes me that after just a short time, I put them in school and high school and then college, and uh, it seemed like that it was an eternity then, but now it seems like it just flew by, and now I've got my grand boy in his first year of college, and I just can't believe that. I barely got out a few days ago, and now he is on his way to his venture of life, and we, we do pray for our children, don't we? Amen. We thank the Lord for each and every one of you that are here tonight. There are some that got more than they needed. I realized that. I went five minutes over, and I didn't mean to this morning. And uh, it seemed like that in that five minutes, they got enough to hold them over to the next Sunday. So we do appreciate the way the Lord works. Amen. Amen. But you all are, you all are a joy. I tell you, I couldn't have more of a wonderful time this morning and then to see the response of everyone coming around the altar and praying, it just gives you a great blessing. Amen. It gives you a great blessing. And we just thank the Lord for that. God bless you uh, tonight. And once again, it's a great honor to be here. I don't take this for granted. Believe me. I don't take it for granted. Because, you know, there are things that can happen and there are things that can come to pass that you don't see around the corner. And right now I'm just kind of absorbing everything that I can because you never know what life is going to bring. Amen. So uh, this is a Sunday night, and believe me, on the gospel trail. That's what I'm on. The gospel trail. There are not a lot of Sunday nights. And folks, that's when I preach my best. And they don't want to hear it. We're going to have a good time tonight. God's going to bless and he's going to move and people are going to be healed tonight. People are going to be healed tonight. And, and, and uh, I, I just can't appreciate so much anymore the, the song they sang last. Never, 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 never. Did you hear that? Never will I turn back. And you know, uh, Sister Ruby McKellar, the one that I talked about this morning, my sister-in-law, who is now incapacitated, she goes to church maybe every once in a while, but my brother, who is a lot older than me and looks it, No, he's a great man. He's, I'm going to tell you how old he is. He's 83 and still driving a school bus. And 24 hours a day, seven days a week, he's watching over Ruby. And so he's a, a great Christian. I was there the night he got the Holy Ghost, and I'm telling you it was something to behold. He just, he got on the floor. It was, I was probably about 15 years old. He come home from the Navy 
and it was during song service. The preacher hadn't preached, and my brother came to church that night. He had gone through four years of Navy service, and my mother, every time, every time there was church, she raised her hand and said, Remember Donald. That was back then when they didn't send in the request. They spoke it out. I know it's not possible now, but it was possible then. Brother Mangan went through all of those things, and everyone called different names, and she called his name for four years. And on that night during a song service, the Lord moved on him about three rows in the back of the building, and he stumbled up to the front. I want, the, uh, the, I want you to know the Lord was on him in such a way that he could not keep his balance and he fell in the altar and began to spin. I never have seen that before, nor since. But he spun himself right into the Holy Ghost. He started speaking in tongues and was baptized that night and for three days spoke in tongues. Every time you met him, he was speaking in tongues. It's amazing. I don't have to tell you, he's still in the church. He got an experience. We need to hold on until we get an experience. Then nothing is going to blunt you from going forward. You're going to go forward because you have that relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to let you hear a song from Ruby, maybe just a, maybe just a, a, a verse and then a chorus of Holy Hills. And we have only two left, and I'm going to auction them off. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. No, but listen, there is the one they're playing here tonight has been played throughout the places I've gone. And then there are two brand new ones that are sealed. And that's all that's left because we have sold about four or five boxes of those records throughout our little journey here and there. But uh, tonight, if you would like to have that one that I'd like to be able to get, not get rid, that's not very nice. But I'd like to get all of them taken care of. And I'll give someone, or I'll give someone that one they're going to play that's been open. I'll give that to you for 10 measly dollars. Okay? But the others are going to have to be 15. I'm sorry. We got bills to pay and things like that. But uh, Sister Ruby wants to thank you before. We did sell three this morning. And if you want to take care of it tonight, you can. The Lord bless you. Let's let it sound out.
crowns are given and the hills above they're calling me this house of flesh is but a prison bars of now this gets good right here just a little bit. There's 12 beautiful songs on the recording, and I believe your heart will be blessed immensely, and we hope that you will consider that tonight. Praise God. Well, pray for Louisiana, because they are in a terrible flood. Uh, Several people have died. It's so heartbreaking. We live in Houston, and there were nine that uh, died this past year from flooding there. And uh, we're uh, we're, uh, praying for them and praying that the Lord will will grant them mercy. And uh, we appreciate your prayers for good old Louisiana. Amen. God bless you. Would you stand as I read from the word of the Lord tonight? Y'all have been such a gracious church, and uh, we want to just give you, I pray, something that will elevate your spirit tonight and uh, will bring you into a place of faith. Faith. Praise God. We need just a little more faith. A little more faith. Shake hands with someone tonight and... Tell them you're glad that they're here and they've never looked as good as they do. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Exodus chapter 23. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 19. Rather, verse 20. I want verse 20. Uh, We're going to read a few scriptures, so uh, follow with us, if you will, from the screen or from your Bibles. Exodus 23 and verse number 20. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice 
and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee and bring thee in unto the Amorites, the Hittites, the Parasites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. That's a whole lot of sites and ites. And I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. Or surely is one word you could use there. I always wonder what quiet, how could they do it quietly? But surely, and ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. Wow, that's some good things, isn't it? And I will send hornets before thee which shall drive out the Hivite the Canaanite, the, the Hittite from before thee. And I will drive them out before or from before thee in one year. Lest the land become desolate and the beast of the field multiplied against thee. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. I want to preach to you tonight on this little statement. Little by little, not big by big. Little by little, not big by big. God bless you. You may be seated. Be careful as you go down, please. You know, we want things done quickly. And we don't mind them being done in a big way. But did you know the most important things that you can find in the Word of God were done little by little? I know that we all love miracles. And I believe that there's not a day. Now, this is what my revelation is. There is not a day that goes by in my life that I do not witness a miracle. Now, I know you've got this miracle in your mind. The definition of a miracle is something that happens 
that's so big and such of, of, of greatness that you can't hide it. You know, I feel like when you go into the areas of Israel being led out of Egypt, that is a miracle. It really is. It's such a miracle. Now watch this. That throughout the Bible, almost every prophet that wrote to us from Isaiah to David kept on telling them to remind them that there was a deliverance from Egypt. Now don't ever get tired of hearing about deliverance. Don't ever get tired of that because it's important that we constantly remind ourselves that we've been delivered from sin. We've been delivered from the hands of evil. We have been delivered from the world. Amen. And God is the one that did it. When you look at Moses coming out of a desert after talking to a bush that was on fire, the bush talking to him, I think I would have done what the bush told me to do. That's no biggie. If that chair talks to me, I'll listen. But you've got to realize that God is just now starting it out. He's just starting from the beginning. And he has to do wondrous things in order to get the attention of everyone that is around him and all of those that are going to be involved in what's going to happen. I want to just tell you tonight that God is still working miracles in our life. And they're not necessarily headliners, but I want to tell you tonight that every time I take a step, that's a miracle from God. Every time I breathe the air, it's a miracle from God. Every time I can think straight, it's a miracle from God. You know, in, in, in regards to that, there's a, there's a lot of us that forget real easily how good God's been. Every once in a while, and this is one of those times, I will say, I want to thank the Lord for clearing the way on the freeway for me. Now, you might say, well, you mean you're never stopping? Oh, I stop all the time, but that's all right. He's clearing the freeway for me. How's he doing that? Well, he's probably got me sitting here because there's bad things happening up there. And so when you look at all of the journey, I don't want you to look at just the big things that God has done. I want you to look at the things that you don't even know he's done. And we need to take time out to praise him for the little things that are never mentioned that we know that God was in the middle of to give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Now it was big when Moses went down to Pharaoh's house. That's big. And threw his rod on the 
on that whatever floor it was and ate up that other rod, which was a snake. Now that was big. That's no little thing. Because God was making Moses aware that he was going to be with him every step of the way in this deliverance. And so when you realize that, you realize that God is the author of the big. He's the author of getting your attention. He's the author of letting you know that I'm going to be on your right hand and I'm going to be on your left hand. I'm going to be behind you and in front of you. And I'm going to have a cloud that's going to cover you and I'm going to have fire that's going to lead you. That's some good stuff. But when they got over into Israel, or rather Israel got over into Canaan land, the scriptures I read to you, the Lord said, I'm going to take care of it, but it's going to be a year. We want things done right now. We are a drive-through generation. We're a microwave generation if the coffee's not hot we can stick it in the microwave and blow up everything because you didn't read that on that little vessel you put in there don't microwave it but we're all in a hurry I can see it on your faces when are you going to finish tonight Just kidding. But are, are, you, are you thinking the way I am? We are living in a generation that wants to get through as quickly as you possibly can because I got other things that I want to do that I feel are important and most important. When really what you're doing right then is more important than what you're going to do. So when they got over into the land God promised them, he made the statement, little by little, you're going to be given this land because if I gave it to you all of a sudden, you would want everything else given to you all of a sudden. And that's not the way the plan of God works. There are some times that he steamrolls it. There are some times that he does big things like he will do a great miracle in your life and he will do great things in your family and he will give you an open door when you didn't think there would be an open door. But then there are times, I will have to tell you tonight, that living for God is living for him mainly in a little way, step by step. He doesn't take you over the mountain all of a sudden. It's a little by little that God is going to give you the victory. Amen. Even the devil knows that. And he's a dummy. He's ignorant. He's nuts. The reason I like to say that, that's the only one I can talk about like that. The Lord won't get mad at me. 
He's ignorant. He does the craziest things. I don't know why he wouldn't ever learn that whatever way he takes it, God's going to angle it and and cut him off. And when it's over with, devil, the Lord is going to get the glory for everything that you try to do. Matter of fact, let me make a statement, and you might have to go home and dwell on it a while. Drink a little coffee and eat a little bit of wheat bread and think about what I'm telling you. The devil's got you exactly where the Lord wants you. He thinks he's got you where you are. But all of a sudden, there's a hand that reaches over into that trial where you are. And there's a voice that you hear from the one that's familiar about delivering you. And all of a sudden, the Lord brings a power and a glory to your life that lets everybody know, I'm still on the Lord's side. I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm going to run with those that run. And I'm going to walk with those that walk. I want to tell you, there are times I don't enjoy this. There are times I don't enjoy it. You know why? Because I'm giving in to feelings. I'm giving in to the way things are going. I'm giving in to what someone said. I'm giving in to where... I am. But I want to tell you, everyone tonight, that you may not be there yet. And if I don't ever see another miracle, I want to tell you, I saw the sunrise this morning. And I see the clouds as they pass over. Everything that I look at tells me that there's a God in heaven. And he didn't die for the clouds or for the stars or for the sun. He died for every one of us. And if he keeps them going, I'm telling you, he's going to keep you going. No matter where you are in your journey, God's going to keep you going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil even knows about little. He said the little foxes destroy the vine. It's not that big bear that comes through stomping on them. But it's that little fox. The little things are going to turn you quicker than big things will. You listen to me. Because if you're not careful, you'll get a little thought. If you're not careful, you'll say a little word. If you're not careful, you'll think little when it comes 
to God and to the church and the things that he's ordained. Amen. We've got to climb to where God is. We've got to let him know that we believe he can do anything. I wonder tonight, could I see a hand out there that you would like for the Lord to give you a mighty deliverance? And if he doesn't give you a mighty deliverance, would you raise your hand and say, Lord, if you'll just do it little by little, it'll please me because I just want to stay on the victory road. I want to stay on the victory road. Hallelujah. Let's give him praise right now in the house. Hallelujah. God, God recognized that a little is better than big when it comes to stability and accomplishment. It is good to see big things accomplished if they shall and will remain. How many times have we seen the big preacher go by? Only to hit the dust later. And then you have this little preacher come by. And I've been eating dust. And sometimes there's not a breakthrough. Sometimes there's not a real show of evidence. Come on. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to muscle up. And I'm going to do it all over again. Because I know the word will not return to me void. I'm not that big preacher you're going to get to the, to the service and preach and all that. That stuff, you know, that electrifies the audience. No, no, no. But it's that little one word that can raise you up out of the ditch of despair that you're in. I want to tell you, you need to know that God is on the throne. That God is there to stabilize you. Stabilize you. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I heard, I heard Brother Urshan my father-in-law tell a story that I never forgot. And it was about Calvary Tabernacle one night when Brother Hugh Rose was in his majestic form. And that was about every time he got up. And he was the choir leader. The big choir at Calvary was singing. And there was a little lady in the back row that during that song that was going forth in its, its magnitude of, of worship with the congregation. No one noticed, you thought, but there was a little lady on the back row that began to do a jig. And she just kind of did it on, you know, she didn't, everybody looked. Everybody, I'm shouting. It wasn't like that. It was just. What you would call one of those little blessings. Brother Urshan graced the pulpit. He preached a message. And there was one that was in that audience 
that he wanted to see come to the altar. And he was praying that they would come to the altar. And back then, you could have altar calls as long as sermons. Put that on your cooker. I was preaching one time, Brother Joel, and I shouldn't have done it, but I I said something so good that I came out with, put that in your pipe and smoke it. So I've changed. I've changed and I've gone to a cooker. But he's reaching for that one. And finally, he broke, came to the altar. And Brother Urshan, in his own way, went down to him and knelt by him. And when they got through praying and the Lord had touched this man's life, Brother Urshan said, what was it? during my message that I said that woke you up. He said nothing. (laughs) Nothing. You're in the altar. What What did happen for you to come to the altar tonight? He said, well, during the choir, there was this little lady on the back row that began to shout. And when she began to shout, I felt something go all over me to let me know that the Spirit of God was in this place. Oh, friend, it's not going to be that bombastic thing that's going to turn you around. It's going to be that little thing that God does in your life every day. That helps you realize that he's big. He's mighty. It's not big by big. But it's little by little. Isaiah chapter 28. I hope you have it all ready. Ready to go. But that is a miracle. Folks, you're looking at a miracle right there. Why aren't you standing up praising God? That's a miracle. Put the Bible right up on the wall. Not the first time it happened, though. Back in Daniel, they had a computer going right then. There's a big hand and finger went out there and just began to write on it. That was the first time AT&T ever got any business. Woo! What does it say? Oh. Isaiah 28... There we go. To whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Yet they would not hear. Verse 13. Look at that. But the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept and precept upon precept. Line upon line. And hear a little. Don't get excited. It's just a little. 
Now, if you want to get excited, it should have said, here a big and there a big. Snakes are swallowing snakes and red seas are opening up and a cloud is following you and fire is there on top of you. Now, that's big, folks. But that's not what holds it together. What holds it together is here a little and there a little. And they might go and fall backward and be broken. Let me just insert right now that God doesn't have to waste one bit of energy to drive your devils away. All you have to do is use a little vocal. In the name of Jesus, I resist you, devil. I resist your plan. I resist the things that you're coming up against me. I resist this sickness. God sees things better than we do. Can I say that in the mic? God sees things better than we do. The little things that are done that remain is more profitable to God than the big things that are done that cannot anymore be found. I didn't see the Red Sea. I only read about it. But I have seen the Lord touch people and heal them immediately. Now the Red Sea is a pretty big sea. It's no little sea. It's a big sea. And for God to blow the wind up against it, that's a big miracle. For that sea to roll back, to me the miracle is after they got on the other side, God destroyed the enemy that was coming after them. I love to see the devil defeated. And believe me, I've seen him defeated a few times. I've even lost battles. But I'm still in the war. I've lost skirmishes. I've failed. You're not looking at a perfect person. I'm glad Jean isn't here to say a big amen. That's the reason I don't take her sometimes. I say those things and she'll say amen. But all I'm telling you is that when there are big things that come against you, They're not bigger than your God that's in you. I don't care what it is. And some of you may not have heard the story, but I was in a financial pickle. I know these are Louisiana expressions. They may be cucumbers up here. I don't know. You're in a... A a financial cucumber. But we have pickles. 
and the bank wouldn't give us any more money. So I went in the church, and I did address it to the church, and I said, don't come in the church unless you want to hear an Indian war cry because I'm staying in there until I feel like God has given us the answer. I stayed in one week in downtown South Bend. We just purchased the church and we were remodeling, getting ready to put everything together the way it should. And $40,000 doesn't go very far and we were 20,000 short. And our folks were just like anyone else. They didn't want to you know, go too far in, they'd already given. That's what I'm trying to say. They'd already given. I didn't want to do it again. So I said, Lord, we got to come to your bank account. You said you own the cattle on a thousand hills. I want you to sell a few of them. And you don't need all of them anyway. And we don't need the cows. We need the money. So I went to prayer for five days and five nights. I put our big Bible that was up on the uh, pulpit area. It was already there. And I turned to Genesis where it says nothing is too hard for God. Now I did have it, you know, just out there dangling, but it's in here now. I reached in. There is, look, folks, I just want to tell you, there's absolutely nothing too hard for the Lord. I'm just trying to get it over to you. That may be just a little, little statement, but it's a true statement. There's nothing that God can't do for you. Had Wednesday night Bible study. People came into the church and they listened to me very politely. And they all knew that I was two days into it, three days into it. I had, I was staying there. I was determined I'm staying there until I felt. I got a little ring from heaven. And that was before that there was any cell phone. So I knew it wouldn't be anybody else but him. And I'm going to live in this church and I'm walking around the church. Never left the church for those days. And every time I went by that Bible that I had open, I would say, not every time, but occasionally, I would go by telling the Lord what we needed. We needed $20,000, Lord. You know, sometimes... We don't say, Lord, we want you to heal me or we want this or we want that. We just generally say it when God wants you to out and say it. You know, I got to the place where I didn't care. Told those folks, as I said, I'm I'm on a war path. The only thing that lacked was me painting up. And I was, I was into it. I'd come by there and it'd say the very same thing every time I looked at it. It said, is there anything too hard for God? And I'd say, no. 
and keep on going. Go around. Is there anything too hard? I just kept on. He got so tired of hearing me say that. That Friday morning, I got relief. And one of the reasons I thank God for it, I hadn't had a bath or a shower in a week. And you know, folks, when you get, you're pretty close to yourself, you know. Whether you realize it or not, you, you, you go everywhere you go. And, and uh, there are things that accumulate in a week. I washed down, yeah, I went down there to the, it didn't have a shower in it like this swanky church has. <laughs> I'm just there with a wash basin. And I kind of splash on, splash here, and splash there. Reminded me of the old days when I used to get a bath from my mother. We had Saturday night baths. Now, you might laugh at that, but that was it. The rest of it was sponge and wipe here and there. And be sure that you wipe a long time in some places. You know, I'm just telling you the way it is. It, we're blessed today to have all that we've got. And so I'm down there splashing myself in the Lord. That night just spoke to me and said, it's done. It's done. Boy, that sounded big to me. And so I left the house and went and had a real good shower at home, put on my suit clothes. It was about 8.30 in the morning, I remember. And I'd gotten there that morning early. The kids were gone. Sharon was over the sink washing dishes. I paid her well to do that. And I came in. She was surprised to see me, but I got ready real quick because I wanted to get gone. I felt like the Lord had his hand on what was going on. So I got me a nice suit on and tie and shirt. And I started, she said, where in the world are you going? I said, I'm going to get my miracle. You know what she said to me? I've heard that before. But did you know when God really does speak to you, you can't be discouraged out of it. Now, she wasn't meaning any harm. She's a woman of faith and love God and love the truth and prayer warrior beyond words. But I caught her a little bit on a glance, you know. And she's saying, I've heard that before. Well, she had. I said, this is different. I walked out the door, got in my car, drove to a place of business. I'm telling you, it was a place of business. And I walked into that place of business. And behold, there was a man there that was my personal friend. He owned real estate and he owned a real estate company. And so I 
went up to him. He was there, and I said, well, hello there, and called him by name. His name was Don. And I said, Don, you're, you're here. And he said, yeah, what are you doing here? I said, probably the same reason you are. I mean, you know, this is a place of business, and you do business at a place of business. That's the reason I'm here. And he said, Carl, call me by my first name because of the friendship. He said, Carl, this morning I went into my office and my office was just a wreck of papers and everything. I was clearing it off and sitting there behind the desk. Now, he's the president of this company. And he's sitting there. And he said, I don't know for no reason at all, your name came into my mind. Now, folks, if any of you have my name come in your mind, you know the next step. <laughs> and I said, really? And I said, speak on. What, what are you talking about? He said, well, I know you're in a building program. Well, I'm glad the news has gotten out. I'm in a building program. And he said, my wife and I sold a piece of property. And we don't need this. And we felt like it'd be good to give it to you and your church. And I thought... Well, God, you're going to give me a thousand here and a thousand there, a hundred here and a hundred there, and I'm going to be excited about it on the journey to get all that 20,000 that you believe or I believe God was going to give to me. He said, come by the office at 11 o'clock and I'll be there and you can pick up our donation. Well, I was there at 1030. I didn't have anything else to do. 10.30. So I began to talk to the receptionist who I knew. I'd been in there many times before. And I said, is it possible that Don would be able to see me now? I'm busy. And I need to get on with my day. And I know I'm 30 minutes early but if it would be all right with you, would you just go down and put your head in his door and say, Carl is here, and I'll be willing to wait for that 30 minutes, but it, if it's possible, I would love to see him now. Well, just a few minutes later, I'm down the hallway into his office, sitting down, and he's looking at me on the other side of his desk, and he says, now we have decided to give you a little donation, and he handed it to me, and I didn't just look at it, you know, like that. I, I, I folded it up and stuck it in my pocket, you know, to be sure that it stayed right there, put a lock on it, you know. <laughs> a little check. <laughs> God doesn't do big things until you pay the price. You want something from God? He said there's a way to get it. Fast and pray. Hold on when it feels like you need to turn loose. Believe no matter what comes in your way. 
believe no matter if they say to you, I've heard that before. Just keep right on believing it because God is in the middle of what you're doing. Put it in my pocket. Walked out and looked around to see if anybody... Got to see it before I walk too far. This is the Red Seal. $20,000. Now, folks, I'm telling you that because I know that he's got plenty for you. This was God's kingdom, but how many times has he put bread on your table when you didn't even know that you could have it to eat? But God, in his miraculous way, made that car note, made that house note. He was the one that healed your baby at midnight when nobody else was around. I'm telling you, God, we sometimes say, is doing something big when it's really little by little. That God opens the doors. Praise God. David had a little thought. That turned his life in the wrong direction. That little thought turned into a giant in his life. Oh, he's the one that killed the giant, I know. But Bathsheba became his giant that he couldn't overcome. And it was that little thought, that little look, and him returning to it, and returning to it, that made it a horrible sin that is spoken as a stink in Israel. Friend, I want you to know, we better start thinking Real, real deeply when you think it's just a little something. Because it can turn into something that's going to discourage a whole nation. Discourage families. Discourage these young people. Amen. I, for one, I probably, it's possible that I'll never see you guys again. But I pray in Jesus' name that you never hear a story about me that I didn't, that I wasn't able to overcome the little things. The big things are not going to destroy you, sir. But it's the little thing day by day that eats away at your mind. Amen. But I want to tell you this evening... That God is ready to do something little by little that's going to turn into big by big because you're faithful to him. It's not that when we come to the portals that you've done this and great things and mighty things and powerful things. No, the Bible says you've been faithful over a few things. You could say a little thing. And I'm going to make you ruler over many things. I'll take that. 
That's a better investment than Wall Street. That's a better investment than the, the annuity that you can put and make money off of. That's better than any other bargain that you can come up with. The Lord said, just be faithful. Just come to the house of God and sit there and raise your hands and praise the Lord. And strong, be strong in the faith. If you'll do that, there's going to be a day when all the world is going to look your direction and say, she made it, he made it, they made it, the church made it. There's no way possible that everything you do is going to turn out perfectly. But I tell you, if you'll do it little by little, God will anoint it. God will give you glory. And God will bring glory to himself in the house of the Lord. Let's give him praise right now. Hallelujah. Give him praise right now. Give him praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 In closing, I don't want to be like the man I read about that went to Colorado in search for gold. He bought a claim for 25 years. He chipped away at that cave, the banks of that cave with no results. Then he walked away. I want to just, I just want to, I just want to help you here tonight. You've been chipping away for a long time. Don't walk away. Because as sure as you do, somebody else is going to come in and sit down and feel your blessings that you should have had. I say in Jesus' name, if there's not one touch of his presence in my life from this day forward, I know enough that I know there is a God and that if I'll be faithful and there are times when you don't feel him there are times when you're in darkness there are times when you feel the whole world is against you but you come out of it and you keep on chipping away you keep on believing because there is a silver and a gold lining Someone else came. Someone else came and claimed that little place where he had worked for 25 years. And in one week's time, discovered gold in the place that the man had left that had dug and chipped away all those years. What a tragedy. I'm not in this to go until I'm 75. My, that was prophetic. I may have not been born until 1941. You know, I'm, not, I'm not planning on coming to 
an age limit. Well, I'll live for God for 80 years. I asked one man, he was 86, and I said, when did the devil stop coming at you and tempting you and trying to get you to turn around? He said, I hadn't got there yet. See, there are stages in your journey that there is no let up. You hear me? When you're young and ready to go, there are other things that are coming at you. When you're middle-aged and calm down, there are other things that are coming at you. And when you're in the senior age, you think, well, nothing is going to destroy you there. But you see, the devil is after you on every phase of your journey. You can't give up. You can't give in. You've got to be determined. You will never, 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 never turn back no more. This is what I have lived for. I'm not going to get to the gate and then go backwards. I'm going to the gate and watch it open up because I believe if you're faithful to the end, the Lord is going to take you all the way to the glory that is going to be revealed to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The man that had done the work never got rewarded because he walked away. But the boy that came in chipped away a little. The Lord said, I'm going to reward you. Just like he said, look, if you've been working the 11th hour, or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you're going to get the same reward. I tell you what, tonight I'm determined to go every step of the way. And I don't expect to go anywhere that snakes are swallowing snakes and rivers are parting and mountains are crumbling. I don't, I don't have to have that. I'm just going to believe that every day the Lord's given me breath to breathe. And everybody that's got breath in their body right now, would you stand to your feet and lift your hands for the little things. For the little things. Little by little, not big by big. God's going to give you the total victory in that day. Hallelujah. I say the Lord is in the midst of his people. He's right here. He's reaching out his hand to you. How many has been praying that little prayer? You heard me tell you about my mother for, for more than four years, for Year after year after year, she prayed that little prayer every day, Lord, spare my son and save him. Just that little morning prayer. She didn't go to church and walk the aisles and disturb the service and say, Oh, God, you've got to save my boy. Just that little prayer. God was listening all the time. And I want to assure you this, this evening that God's listening. 
And I want to tell somebody right now. I just, this, this, this I feel in my Holy Ghost gut. You see, you've got two guts. You've got your natural gut, then you've got the Holy Ghost gut. And I feel like the Holy Ghost gut is saying to somebody, if you'll walk out, You've been praying a prayer for years. You've been praying this little prayer at home. You've been praying this little prayer in the chair here at the church or at the altar and nothing's happened. I feel in my Holy Ghost gut you need to walk out and say, God, every step of the way, there's going to be $20,000. It's not that way. I'm just talking about the request that you make. Whatever it is, God's able to do it for you tonight. Amen. You don't even have to tell us what it is. Just walk out and come up here and raise your hands and receive it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. God will do the rest. There's somebody out there right now that you're going to miss your blessing. You've been praying, you've been believing, but it's never happened. I'm telling you right now, Jesus has said to tell you that it's tonight that I'm going to give you the answer. It's tonight that I'm going to make a way where there is no way. It's tonight that that prayer is going to be answered right now. I don't want you to whisper it. I want you to cry it out. God, I want you to hear this one more time because that's all you're going to have to do. It's going to be answered tonight. It's going to be answered. Somebody is going to get an answered prayer tonight. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. It's all over this building. You that are back there, you that are back there. I want to tell you, God's right there with you. He's right there with you. Just reach up and say, God, this is what I believe you for. Abahaya. Hallelujah.